Hello and welcome back to the Wally Opus podcast where I interview doers from around the Midwest. I'm Wes from Wally Opus and before the show starts this week, I uh, just want to take a sec to say thank you to all of you who bought tickets and came out to make our first Wally Opus showcase a truly unforgettable night. Um, if you were there, I hope that you felt the way I did. I thought the energy in the building was radiant with love and positivity. Um, and I don't mean that in any BS way of saying that. I truly mean the place was radiant. And it's something I'm very proud to have uh, helped put together for the, for the musicians, the artists I work with, and for uh, the community who, who supports them and who supports music here in Evansville. So... Um, I think we had about 150, 160 people come through the door, uh, which isn't bad for our first showcase on the Sunday before Christmas. And on that note, Christmas is in two days. So Merry Christmas to you and to uh, your family if you celebrate Christmas. If you don't, well, then, you know, have a happy weekend. You know, it's just another weekend for you, I guess. But... Um, so my guest today is Ryan Ford, an entrepreneur originally from Southern Indiana. Uh, in March of 2022, this past year, he and his wife Lexi, who's best friends with my wife Chloe, founded Bear Fruit Bowls and Coffee in Pensacola Beach, Florida, where they make fresh, delicious acai bowls along with serving delicious, refreshing, uh, or if you like it warm, I guess it's comforting, gourmet coffee. Uh, I visited, my, my family visited Ryan's family in um, Pensacola Beach earlier in October uh, and got to try some of that bear fruit bowl and coffee. And it was delicious, a personal testimony. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge acai bowl guy. I don't seek that out in my life. But having had that at their shop, it was delicious it was, I now understand why it makes sense to have it, that shop right on the beach. And uh, what's amazing is the community they've built there of young people working with them and the community of, um, of regulars that they have. It was, it was awesome. We, we, we got there, we ate acai bowls and then hit the beach. Ryan taught me how to surf a little bit. I almost got up on the board. Uh, I kneeled at one point. So thanks to Ryan. Uh, for teaching me how to surf and for serving me and for, to him and Lexi for, for treating us so well at their, at their shop. So this episode and next week's episode were both spontaneous podcast recordings. Um, I didn't have any prep, no game plan, um, leading into the holidays. So, and I was busy with the show, so I just didn't book anybody. So he, these are just spontaneous Ryan and then the next week one as well. So, uh, Without further ado, this is Ryan Ford, uh, the Bear Fruit Founder. That's good. Is that your band members? This is uh, a drum beat that a guy I know played down here, and then I just built like a like a synth around it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just threw it together. All right. Hello and welcome back to the Wally Opus podcast. I am Wes from Wally Opus. My guest today is the 
the force of nature that I've come to, to befriend, his name is Ryan Ford. And he comes to us. He's, he's from the Midwest. So that's why we're interviewing him because he's a, a doer from around the Midwest. But he comes to us today all the way from, what's the name of the town again? Pensacola. Pensacola, dude. I fucking blinked on that. <laughs> so, so Ryan comes all the way from Pensacola. This is a off-the-cuff episode. Usually I got like a format. We do a whole bit. But this is just going to be us shooting the shit, talking for a, for an hour or two about life, business, family, faith, faith, whatever comes up tonight. So, mm-hmm. so thank you, Ryan, for, for doing this. Thank you, bro. I'm honored. I think Good. the world of, just so everyone out there knows, I think the world of Wes. <laughs> I do, man. Thank and, you. And what you're doing. Yeah, man, believe in you. I think that uh, you're a pioneer. For sure, and and you're you're paving a way for other people to follow. Thank you. Thank the world to you, bro. Thank you. For so, sure. So, this is uh, this is I think this sums up your character. It was said it was said to me the other night after the event, and uh, I'm just gonna blow smoke up your ass for a second. Uh, I don't know if that's a term, but <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna brag on you you for a sec. Um, so, I told. So after the, we, we just had a big show Sunday night and uh, first showcase. So after that, Ethan and Luke, two of the dudes, Ethan's the artist, Luke's one of the dudes who was helping us, who were there bright and early on mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, we're talking after the thing, they came back for a beer and I said, so this is, so we're talking about you. I was like, dude, this is Ryan. So I, t- I call him like a day or two before the show. And I asked like, or I said, Hey, you know, I know you're in town. Lexi mentioned, maybe you want to help out with the show, setting it up. Lexi's your wife. And, uh, you're like, uh, so you dude, yeah. Tell me like, let's do it. Where, where I need to be, what are we going to do? And so you show up 7am bright and early, ready to go. And we go over to the venue, which was, um, which is something that we had to take on ourselves is this responsibility to flip it from a cluttered, dirty place to a clean, decluttered, uh, really a reflection. I wanted it to be a reflection, a good reflection of Wally Opus, my brand. So we go over, we start just diving right in. There's, you bring freaking donuts for everybody. <laughs> Uh, which is, yeah, that was a lesson I learned from you. That was awesome. Uh, and then we dive right in, we start picking stuff up, we're cleaning. Then a couple of us have to run home to grab some stuff, come back. And my mom catches me as I walk in the door and she's like, Ryan just cleaned the whole men's bathroom (laughs) by himself, (laughs) which, and it was disgusting. It was bad. And he, he did it out of love, out of, out of service. And so, by the way, I'm still talking to Luke and Ethan about this after the fact. And I said, then he's standing around, you know, then he helps me do other shit and then he has to go home. Then, then Lexi has a little bit of a slip down the steps, has to stay back. So they couldn't make it to the show. So he does all this work, doesn't even get to see the payoff, but that was, that's what, that's how you spent that day. And Ethan goes, he's a he's a Christian person, right? Like he's a faithful man. And wow. I'm like, yeah, he is. He's like, <laughs> um, 
He said, he's like a living example of Jesus. Dude, he really said that. He, I so I said, dude, you should tell him. Oh my gosh. But I don't think he's going to tell you. So I'm telling you that wow. he actually said that. And I'm like, you know, like he actually is a humble servant heart. Like wow. that's, that's what you brought. And it was the exact energy that I needed that day. Wow. So, so thank you. Thank you, bro. So your work didn't go unnoticed at all. It was, it was very much appreciated. Well, I appreciate that. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because you don't always get to hear those stories. Right, right. Especially in the line of work of serving people, you actually almost never get to hear those stories. Why? But why do you, why did you do that? Like, why did you show up and like decide to spend your Sunday cleaning a bathroom for an event that like you're not getting paid you're not part of it other than like this is the other thing i told the guys i'm like realistically i've hung out with ryan five times six times maybe maybe a handful of times but each time we hang out it's for an extended amount of time and it's like for a it's like a meaningful Mm -hmm. engagement basically but why like so why what is that? Have you always been like that? Definitely have not always been like that. Like first half, more than half of my life, I was the opposite of that. I was like... Can you pull the mic just a tiny oh, bit Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that better? Yeah. It sounds better? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, first half of my life, I really was a scumbag. Uh, wouldn't help anybody. Was the most selfish person on earth. Um, and I've shared my story with you a little bit. But yeah. I, yeah, I, had, yeah. I had a moment in my life where I, I felt like I'd lost everything. How old were you? Uh, 20, 21 or 22. Okay. So just to give you my age, that's about six years ago. Yeah. Um, and at that moment, you know, really, I didn't even know, I didn't believe in God or Jesus. I thought it was a hoax. I thought the whole thing was stupid. Um, so even when I had this moment of like, my life's in shambles, but I felt like there was something out there that lifted me up when I cried out. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't think it was Jesus, man. Um, until later on, as I start studying religions and studying the Bible and people around me that have had similar interactions, I realized, okay, this this is Jesus. This is who I've encountered. Yeah. And that's where I gave my life to him. But initially I had no idea because I wasn't raised that way. Um, but so, it, so like for you does, does like when you, so if that is, within your character now like so when faced with an opportunity to like to to lean into the moment like to lean into something that might be uncomfortable or challenging do you recognize that as an opportunity to serve is that like is that part of you know what i'm saying like it's like you're because you're aware in a way that like um that just most people would be selfish and be like dude i ain't freaking clean you know i ain't like what am i getting out of this right yeah, so definitely, I, I look for him. You, and you know what's funny? Now that I've, I've, I've given my life to him, it's less that I look for opportunities, the opportunities find me. <laughs> and I'm available. And I, I think that's really it. Those things will, will come your way, man, when, when you've become available. And whatever you want to call it, like the universe, any, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It, you draw it and attract it to you. Yeah. So those opportunities, man, it's not, I'm just always available 24 seven. If someone needs it, whether I know them or not, 
I'm always going to be there. Did that happen right after you felt like you were saved? Like did, or was this like a moment, but then it was like, okay, but you know, but like, I don't have to, but maybe I'm, I'm not going to help that dude who has a, you know, who's like walked out of his car or right, something, you right. know, it's like, or, or was, you know, cause I feel like it is a, even after a revelatory experience, there is a practice of right. engaging with the world openly that has to start forming. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. Like, yeah. So I think, um, no, it's a journey. Yeah. And it just, a, you get better. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not like a s skill necessarily. I, I but. think, I think this, not that you get better at it, but it becomes more natural. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of my journey, I used to work hard to try to be good and it was the exact opposite of what I was supposed to be doing. Because when, when you truly have been transformed from the inside out and you've had a heart change, um, you, you, the Bible talks about it being born again, right? When you're born again, it's not that that old dude is still lingering. He's dead. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're new in life. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's less of working towards being good. It's more about being good from the inside out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it was a long journey of actually having to get all of this, like working to be good out of my system, <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. not real. That's not real. Mm -hmm. Anyone can go work to be good and look good, but on the inside, they're not. And that's the only thing that to me really matters. Mm -hmm. If it, you're, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I almost think uh, because it's an inner, um, well, like you said, like the, when you said the opportunities find you, it made me think, it, it, this is an inner thing or it's actually, I would say it's a spiritual thing between you and God or you and the universe, wherever right. a person wants exactly. to call. But like, I just, one of my, one of my, one of my newly found mentors who, uh, I think you would really like his name's Sean Georges. He told me this last week, right before the show, he said, um, this was like on Tuesday, I think he said, I got to read you a quote. And I've heard the quote before because an old mentor who passed away used oh, to say wow. it all the time. Wow. And now this new guy coming into my life said it. Uh, and he, it was like the moment one commits one or the moment one definitely commits oneself, the whole universe starts so moving. Good. And I think the word that is actually using the quote is providence. Like wow. all of providence comes and in, in, in the form of other people, in the form of material assistance. And, and things that you could have never conceived come together to assist you so good in in your mission true and you know and but it's it's the it's it's the individual who has to commit to I'm going yeah, okay yes I'm going to hand myself over I commit and then then the universe come like then the world comes alive and then the connection comes alive I felt that the other day at the show 100% like that's what that's what had happened but it was because before the show before you even showed up it was a commitment of like today no matter what happens yeah we're gonna lean into it like I don't care if it's the worst thing ever the best thing ever I'm gonna be there for all of it so good we're just gonna be together you know like whoever's coming at me like whatever's coming on we're just gonna be there and if I need a moment I'm gonna t step out I'm going to come back in. If I can add to that quote, I'm sure that quote is extremely yeah. famous. Yeah, I, I think I kind of butchered it a little bit, but you get the point. You <laughs> I know. get the point. Let me add to it. I, I think commit yourself, but also be inspired. Mm -hmm. I think commitment without inspiration will burn you out in a heartbeat. 
right? Inspiration is the the fire that burns. Yeah. And then commitment is the discipline. Yeah. But you have to have both. If you're not led in something, again, providence. I love that word. We'll use that. The providence part is the inspiration part. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's not before you, I tell Lexi this all the time because in in our lives, you know, we go through ebbs and flows of being busy and things are good, things are bad. It's just the ebbs and flows of life. Yeah. And I tell her all the time because we'll get in these ebbs and flows um, where we're not like doing a whole lot. And I, I struggle with that really bad because I'm a worker. you're a doer. Bad. I yeah. mean, I'm always doing something. But in those those ebbs, I find myself telling her out of like trying to mediate myself that <laughs> literally I'll tell her I would rather do nothing inspired than something uninspired. Mm. It, if it doesn't come from inspiration, it will leave you hurt. It will leave you... Um, burnt out it'll hurt relationships it's just not worth it yeah i would rather do nothing uninspired than or nothing inspired yeah than something uninspired it's like yes it's uh yesterday post show stay i woke up at 4 45 went to bed at one o'clock because the guys stayed or the guys came over and we talked about the show so then the next yesterday i wake up and i'm just in a state of like I, w- I was tired, but not like, not like tired. Like I, I, uh, it was a tired as in like, um, I'm exhausted, but I was, I was just, I was aware. Like I was just awareness. I was so open. You know what I mean? Like I, I had no idea of like what to do today. It was just like, <sighs> I'm so full after that show that I don't feel like I have to do anything today it was an inspired nothing day that's so good which is funny because then today i'm talking to my mom and i was like yeah i didn't i said i have to go do some stuff today that that probably should have happened yesterday you know in terms of like getting stuff like arranged after the show but i'm like i didn't do anything yesterday she's like that's good i'm like yeah that was good like that was good i'm glad that i but what i was gonna say too to your point about inspiration was like when I first visited you guys at your shop in Pensacola, bear fruit, wait, bear fruit bowls and coffee. Yep. And which is what you're in the intro. If we would have had one, I would have stated that you own that and you operate that and you founded <laughs> it and you're opening more locations and whatnot, <laughs> but you're a business owner. But what I noticed was you have a, as a business owner, entrepreneur, who's raising a family in a city that's, that's not your hometown. Right. And you've been there for what? Two years or a year and a half? One year, bro. One year. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. And like but what I what I noticed right away was when we visited your shop, you had a team. Yeah. Well, like minded young individuals who are a part of this thing that you're doing. And like it's something I experienced Sunday, but like from your take, what like so these people see what you're doing and and something about you and Lexi and your family and you being there and you starting this thing is like attractive to this person who's like becomes your employee eventually what do you think like what do you think they recognize you know what i mean like what what is it that draws i'm drawn to you right. i think it's your fucking energy <laughs> you're like a force <laughs> 
you're a force, you know. This is what I think, man. And I, dude, I truly believe this. I believe that obviously in my faith, and I know I'm, I'm going heavy on faith, but it's, it really just is who I am. It's who you are. It's who I am. Even for, like, I, I'm not on the same page as you on some of this stuff, right. but I am on some of this stuff. But like, I love when you talk about it because it's true. comes from you. my heart. It does, exactly. man. It, it is the truest, like, some people think like, okay, you're a little heavy handed, but man, it's just who I am. And I if, don't mind. And if they had a real conversation with me, like, I don't always talk like this, but because you and I talk, it just always comes out. <laughs> but this is what I think. I think this is true. I, there's a verse in the Bible. And again, I don't always talk about verses, man, but when I'm but with you, lay they them do. Out. Yeah, I'm okay. cool with it. There's a verse that says that uh, Jesus draws all men and women unto himself. Right. And I believe Jesus lives in me. And I believe because he lives in me, there are certain aspects and things about me that become attractive because of him. Mm. And I think when I'm following him, they become more attractive. And I think my team, and I have a funny, funky group of people mm. that work for me. They're amazing. Uh, what's funny about my team, all of them either had previous jobs or were working towards a different career. They have all since quit those jobs and or have stopped pursuing that career because they believe in the mission. And the mission, I, it was simple at the very beginning. I, I was just blatantly obvious. We're going we're gonna to be different because we're really going to pursue uh, Jesus. And, and we're going to build a store that represents him and who he is and help build a community um, that flourishes from it. And I said, if you guys can do that, I'm going to give you the opportunity to own and operate your own stores as soon as you have enough money to open one up. And they've all of them have just bought in <laughs> every single one of them, man, they bought in. And I think there's part of that too. And I think you do a good job of this, Wes is, um, paving the way mm -hmm. when you pioneer there, a good, uh, imagery of a, of a pioneer is like a wolf with like a pack of wolves and they all follow the alpha. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get into alphas cause that's kind of like a, a trending right. thing right well, now. Oh, but I just learned this, a true alpha chimp, is one not who is dominant, but one who has earned leadership. That's good. Because one who is dominant and, and, and becomes a tyrant will eventually have the other strong chimps plot against him to take him down. Wow. So think of like a think of like a dictatorship. Yeah. The people are not truly loyal to him. It's a fear based thing. So they're gonna plot to try to take him down. Wow. But in a true in a in a in a, um, a healthy society, it is the chimp who is uh, picked. I actually think picked by the females, maybe or something like that. But it's like a, it's it's an earned thing. Wow. So it's a it's a leadership leadership role that is designated by the community. Wow. And I think it's and it's it's based off of experience and uh, like example setting. So yes. What your use of the word is correct. Yeah. It just gets skewed towards this dominant it does. masculine toxic thing. But it's not in in its in its in its uh in its positive form, that's its negative form. Right. You know, everything has a positive and a negative. So in the form of of masculinity that's leadership that's positive, it's it's earned and it's uh it's courageous. It's 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 something that you need. hundred percent. And I think you do this well, really well. The, the imagery is a wolf, the alpha wolf. When they travel in snow, the alpha will be in the front of the pack 
and you can see the indention that he leaves behind him mm. that allows the weaker to walk in that indention. And it's grueling for the alpha. He takes the brunt of everything so that they can walk behind him and he never loses his spot. There's just this thing where he just, he does it, man. Mm. Or she, I don't know if alphas can be she's in, in the wolf <laughs> society, but doesn't matter <laughs> who it, it is. is yeah. Right. Yeah. They pave the way. That spirit though. Exactly. It's the spirit. You're exactly right. Yeah. Dude, you said this to me the other day though, and this, this gave me, this filled me with, um, it filled me with what I needed at the moment. You said, uh, Oh, okay. This is what happened. So we're at the venue. We're like deep in the trenches and, but we're getting through it. We're hours in. And then here comes some of the bands. They walk in, the venue's already been cleaned. It's all sorted out. We got the uh, marquee sign letters, whatever in the, in the, inside the stage, it's all lit up and people are loading some stuff in already. And then some of the strangers come in, the band members and they walk in, they're like, oh, shit, dude, this is sick. <laughs> and you come up, you go, dude, dude, they love it. Like, they're, they're, high, like they're really excited about what's, what, it, like, what it looks like and what you've done. And then I thought, like, they, they don't know anything that I've been through today already. None and, like, they don't know all of the, like, all of the challenges, basically, the hurdles we had to overcome to get it to look like this and right. all of the work, all of that. And it's, but like what you said was like, dude, they don't need to, like, they don't need to know. And I thought, wow, they don't need to know. Like, right. I don't have to, like, I can bear the burden of all so that good. shit. So like, good. I can just take that on myself as a leader and as a servant leader, it's a, it's a type of thinking to where it's like, I can bear that weight. And you're like, dude, they're the ones who are going to bring the energy tonight. And then you're going to sit back and just watch. And it's exactly what happened. Because then they didn't think about it. We did all the hard work. Right. We cleared the path. And they just walked right on through. And it's like, that was a huge lesson for me. Make it look easy and just don't even say a fucking word. So good. Dude, that's beautiful. Man. So good. And it yeah. was awesome. I mean, they came in. It was, bro, it was rough when we first got in there. It was rough. It was rough. It was dirty. I mean, it, it was, was cluttered. Like, I felt like there was some freaky stuff that had happened before. <laughs> like, it, it had that type of vibe. Yeah, yeah. But after a couple hours work, man, like, they came in, they they would have never known the difference. No. Yep. Most of them have never seen it before. No. So, they just thought, this is sweet, dude. Look at this venue, man. And it was, man. It was a nice setup. It was sweet. Dude, it we was... got so many compliments on how, like, on how cool it was, how nice it was. So this is, this is like the overall um, takeaway for me. This kind of sums it up for me. Is like, people would come in, and I would say thank you for coming, and they would say thank you for putting this on. Like, we need more of this. And I thought, I thought about that the last couple of days. I'm like, why? And this is like just a processing, a feedback processing thing. It's like, why would someone tell me, thank you for putting on, like, what, why do they say they need more of this? And I thought, because I go to shows in like Nashville, Louisville, other surrounding cities that have venues like what we built for the day. Like we had like a pop-up venue basically. Right. And these other venues are like established and this is what they do all the time. But like 
our city doesn't have like a proper venue. So to put that together and then to just like, to just do it, you know what I mean? Like, dude, we just fucking did it. And I did it, in my opinion, did it right. Like got a badass sound system. Like, dude, when it was done, when the sound system was on, the lights were on, I sent you the photo. It was insane. It's like, dude, okay. And then this, so the, um, the moment that I kind of like recognized two things, everybody had sat around, like they kind of sat around the, the, the bleacher areas and then they filled in the middle and it was right before the show started. We waited like 10 minutes. I walk up on stage. Everybody starts clapping. Oh, cheering. come Woo! on. Come on. And dude, I'm like, like, I felt like fucking Rudy, like, or like some like sports person <laughs> walking onto the stage as if I've like completed a big, mi- oh, you know what I'm saying? It was like, everybody was, and I thought, this is so cool. Like yeah. I went up there and talked about how like two years ago, Wally Opus was just an idea I had because I had been meeting some artists who needed help. And I thought I need, I need like a, like a structure, like a vehicle to operate, to help these, like to bring these people in and help build their project and share it with the world, whether that's recording or shows or, you know, whatever that might be, I need to foster this thing, nurture this, these people I'm meeting. And I was like, but it was just an idea. Every company starts as an idea. Like you had an idea for, or or, or an idea came to you for, for, for the business you eventually build. You know what I mean? But it, it just starts as like a flicker and then you start to see something. And then over time you actualize it, you bring it into reality and then you see it. And it's like, that was me walking on stage, seeing all these people, the big Wally Opus thing behind me, and I talk about how you guys, this community, these people who have come tonight, these artists behind me backstage, all of the people who came this morning to help build it, now it's real. Like it's this is a the, the idea is now a living thing that I I I birthed it, but like now it's ours and we're all going to raise it now. So good. You know, that's community, bro. But that's too, but that I posted about on Instagram today. It was like, I went to a retreat. I sent you, I think I sent you a photo and there was eight guys. And my takeaway from that retreat was like, I always used to say, I write my journal, blah, 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 blah. You got this. You. On the retreat, there was this, there was this exercise we did. We got in this big circle. I've talked about this before on the podcast once, but like we got in this big circle and it was like a, like a brush. Like it was like built up brush, but it was snow on the ground. It was like when it snowed last month and we get in this circle, the eight of us, and we start walking around We're and we're taking on the warrior personality. That was the archetype of a warrior was what we were practicing. And Zach Parsons leading it, he would yell out, catch the gaze of the next man that you pass. So like you walk past the guy and you stare into his eyes as he walks past you. Then you like return to the circle. All right, stand in front of the next man you pass. And you, you say, stare into his eyes. And it's like a dude a foot from me and I'm staring. I just met the fucking guy last <laughs> night and I'm staring and I was the youngest one there. So I'm like staring into this guy's eyes and he goes, the first one was, 
at the top of your lungs. Feel it in your balls. Scream, fuck you. <laughs> and like, like, dude, I'm yelling at this man who I, I, he's a nice guy. I'm yelling, fuck you. And he's going, fuck you. And like, <laughs> we're screaming at each other. And then he's like, pause, hug this man. Wow. So we embraced each other, told each other we loved each other. Wow. Returned to the circle. Next man, you catch the gaze up. Lock shoulders. Now push. Show this man your strength. You are here. And like, so we did like several rounds of these different exercises. At the end of the exercise, uh, at the end of this activity, it was gather in the middle around this tree that we just found. Lock arms with the man next to you. And we all gather around this tree. And then like, I just kind of like wept a little bit. And like Zach's like, Anybody can say what's on their heart. Wow. And I said, uh, I'm not alone. Oh, that's good. I'm not alone. And after that, we had to go write in our journals an intention that we would then state at the, at the fire, at the circle at night. We were going to state it, crumple it up, throw it in the fire. It's wow. like letting something go, embracing something new. And so I wrote this whole thing. And I said, at the end, I said, I used to say, you got this. Now I say, we got That's this. That's it. That's it. And when I left the retreat, my intention was, I, I, I am no longer the guy doing everything. I am the guy who helps others get everything done. And like, that is my intention. So good. And so the show was the first chance to really express that. Wow. And it, with the help of you, Ethan, Luke, Sam, Brian, my mom, yeah. her husband, John, yeah. the, the best stepdad I could ever ask for. They come out, every, all of you, and you, I just, I just stepped back. I mean, I was in it, but like, it just, ha- like, it just happened. Like, it just came together and fucking happened. It did. I mean, just crazy, but like, like, like embracing that, like, we got this. This is us. And, and how, like, I don't have to have it all, man. Right. I don't want it all. So good. Never again do I want it all. Like, Bro. it's too, it sucks trying to do it all yourself or, like, trying to be the dude. Like, fuck that. Yeah, it's horrible. I get it now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I don't care about the credit. I don't care about, like, I don't, it's fine. I mean, of course, it's great to be like, someone's like, dude, it's, like, great. I appreciate, I do like the credit. But right. I do like being noticed. But. I, I don't have to have it anymore. So good. Let everybody else win. Yeah, exactly. When the, what's the old saying? It's if you want to go, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Mm. That's good. You can't go far without people. No. It's not in the design of how we were made. At all, dude. Think about the prayer that we all memorized. We all know this prayer. Are you gonna say our Father? What's the first word? Who are to our our? <laughs> it's our father, bro. We all we all say that prayer is my father. Yeah, it's not right. <laughs> it's ours. Yeah, we got to do the same together. That's the only way we were made, man. And that's Jesus's words. Like Jesus, like when you pray, pray like this every time. Our Father. Yep. Changes the game. It does. It's no longer my prayers. It's our prayers. It's no longer my company. 
it's ours. So good. Or, or, or my music, it's ours. It'll mess you up once you start thinking like that. It takes the pressure off. Oh, dude, that's what it is. Today, I, I posted on Instagram, and after I posted it, I like, I just, it was one of those just, um, um, releases i guess you have those in life sometimes where you you put something out or you like say something or you like experience something and then it i've had these a couple times where it's like you just your body just you just weep or you just like cry you just let it out and i was just saying thank you thank you like thank you like i'm so glad because like i thought i was gonna have to do this myself and like i don't want to it's too much i can't like it's but thank you for sending help, you know? And and then some of these people who who served the other night together with us want to do it more. Yeah. Their question was like, should we do this again? You know? Or like, when are we going to do this again? You know? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, we should definitely, because I'm going to do this again, so you guys should definitely do it with me. 100%. Yeah, I don't want to do it alone. But you know that's where that's where I think sometimes it gets scary, man. Because I think a lot of people get caught up in that too. Like they feel the mission complete and they're like I want to feel it again. Yeah. Not saying you shouldn't cuz I definitely 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 think you should. But I'm just saying from personal experience I've worked with people that have done that and it's like the last company I worked with. Like there was never enough. Yeah. And they kept chasing the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. Yeah. They're wildly successful. Um, but I also know some of the the stories of the people that are running the establishments that they have. And it's like a horror story. Yeah. So too, I think there's a, there's a balance, man, of like, you it, you have to be led. It has to be intentional. You have to do it right. And, and you have to feel that, um, that peace that, that comes with it too. I agree. It's Not the, to buzzkill it, because I feel like I just no, buzzkilled it, bro. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But You're it's exactly so, right. It's true. It's exactly right. It's like, it's, I mean, a micro example is like, after having felt like the, I told Chloe, I'm like, it's just, I'm not even, ha-, after the show, which was a great thing, um, it's like people ask, how do you feel? I'm like, well, it's not happy. That's not the right word because happiness to me represents like a, a blissful state. Happy is like, uh, after I have like a good interaction with somebody, I'm like happy, right. you know, for a second or something. But after that type of thing, it's like more of like a deep, meaningful fulfillment. That's it's like, good. I'm like a little bit beyond happy. Like happy is like just part of it. You know, I'm happy. I'm all of like I'm like all of that wrapped into a just a uh like in the moment. But like I said after this show, I'm like I'm probably going to like take the week off. Good for I'm you. Like, I'm not going to like I'm not going to schedule any sessions. I I'm, I'm going to have like conversations. Like tomorrow night I'm going to hang out with the guy who I just met locally who has a studio and like just like talk on the phone with people. It's going to be like a it's not like a because I agree, like it would be too easy to be like, all right, let's get it, like let's get back. Copy Come on. and paste, we're to do the same thing again. Yeah, exactly. Even even like with the art installation that we worked so hard on, it was expensive. We built it. Uh, we got it back to the house today, and my father in law is like, "Do you want to store it somewhere?" And I'm like, 
No, I think we're going to tear it down. So good, bro. <laughs> Come on. That's what it's about, bro. That's I'm it. Like, we're going to tear it down. Yes. We're going to like read. We're going to do something else with the wood. That's like we're going to so build good. something else, you know? That's what we need, man. Yeah. The copy and paste is it's, it's everywhere, dude. Yeah. We you don't do it. it. No, no, man. I don't believe in it at all. But, I, but like, how does that work for like, in your case, um, as a business owner, who's going to, who's going to, I mean, franchise is the right word, right? For what you're, or is that not like you're going to, it's not going to so, expand. We're going to expand. We're going to, we're expanding. Yeah. So we, we've got a couple places that are in the works. Um, they're going to be totally different. They're going to take on a life of their own. And I've told my employees this, the way I've set it up. So most franchises, you pay a fee um, and you basically are buying a license. That's what a franchise is. Yeah. It's a license. To you get like a certain amount of, like, so if I start a Chick-fil-A, I become a Chick-fil-A operator. Chick-fil-A still owns everything, right? Or do you uh, know? I don't know. I'm not saying Chick-fil-A. I don't know, like, how, yeah, how does Chick- franchising typically work? I right, guess? right. So you buy the license. Okay. And then once you buy the license, you you own the rights to everything. Okay. But you have to follow the guidelines. So they'll set up, they'll say, this is, you have to do this, this, and this. You buy this from us. You pay a franchise fee. Then it's yours. And as long as you stay within the guidelines, you're, you're free to operate as you will. Okay. So with ours, I want to do something different. I don't know how many people are doing this, but it came to me because I've, I've worked in a franchise setting and I hated it. I thought it, it sucked the spirit right out of the company. What I want to do is this. I want I, anyone that's going to take on one of my businesses will have to go into a partnership with me. And the way that will work is I'll have a fifty-one forty-nine split with them. Who gets the? I'll get the the fifty-one for the first two years. Okay. As a mentorship program, where I get to work with them hand in hand, show them how I run a successful business, you know, the way that I do business. But then after the two years, the two percent um, for free goes over to them. I'll have 49, they have 51, but then they will have the freedom to do whatever they want. There is no licensing agreement. It's an operating agreement. Mm. If they want to change everything, they can change the name, the product, you name it. They can do whatever they want and run it. It's theirs. And then I lose um, the control of that because I don't want the control. Yeah. Yeah. It's theirs. I mean, if that's how I really look at it. I mean, if, if they want to take it on, dude, run with it. Make it your own. If, if you've got this fun little niche that you want to implant into the community that you feel like it needs it, do it. Like as in like perhaps acai bowls hit well in Pensacola because it's, it's warm climated. But if, uh, if an operator wants to spark something up in like, I don't know, New York or Maine where it's warmer and they're like, we're thinking, uh, we're thinking more of like oatmeal. <laughs> I don't know, like some Whatever. sort of like warm burritos or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run with it. So, but but so as so as as uh, once this flip happens and you're no longer majority owner, say that they do switch everything. You just like what will like what what do you do then? Like what do you provide or like what do you? So I'm there as a mentor. I'm still a partner. Okay. But I don't oh, yeah, call, okay. but yeah, I don't call the shots anymore. So that's the difference is there's there's no more control. It's all given away. And that's how I want it. I mean, I've been in situations we've all been in situations like this mm-hmm. where our our bosses or 
um, mentors or whoever are in our lives, our parents can be this way. Uh, well, they can get in a situation where they start to control you. They try to impose yeah. something on you that doesn't fit what you need. Exactly. <laughs> or like the circumstances or whatever. In, in a young person's life, I mean, my employees are, you know, uh, anywhere from 16 to 21. Mm-hmm. They're young. Mm-hmm. And uh, in two years, a lot can happen. So if, if after the two-year mentorship program, it's no longer fits with their lifestyle of who they are, they can do whatever they want. And then I don't have the control to say, you can't do that. There's just freedom there. Mm-hmm. So that's our, that's, and I think that's another reason why they bought in so much is like, they have an opportunity to have something that's truly theirs, no strings attached. And to me, that's love. If you're gonna have love, bro, you can't have strings attached to it. Dude, I totally agree. I think that what what you just said, which you can apply then in business, is exactly the thing to apply in a marriage or a part like a relationship. Because that's what like when I met Chloe, I feel like you and Lexi are like this. Like we're together in this shit. Like, but like like when I leave the house, I don't know, it's not that you don't have to know where I'm going, but it's not like we're, there's no fucking control. There's not like, where are you at? Where have you been? Where's all this? The only time she ever says that if, if, if it's if I'm out like really late and right. I don't hit her up, then right. it's like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know, but there's no, there's no jealousy. There's no like bullshit that used to exist in my earlier life. Right. When I was a dipshit and just <laughs> didn't know that like letting go gives you more you know, but like, um, I, th- I think that that, like that is, that makes sense that like, that then applying that to business can, can, well, and so like with your, with your employees now in that two years, I'm curious, like not, not say so not your employees now, for, pretend it's somebody else who's like, I want to open up, uh, like they're going to come to you first, right? And want to open up a bare fruit, like that brand, right? Like they have to do that for two years, but you're their mentor. But like, if they're just like sucking, or if they're just falling off the rails after a year, as fifty-one percent majority owner, I guess you you retain the control to be like, this isn't gonna work. You you're probably not gonna run a successful business. Whatever you do, like I guess then you can revoke. Or how does that work? Have you you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So you could sell. Okay. You're fifty-one back to the person they would have 100 mm-hmm. percent um i mean there's a bunch of different scenarios there that you can do but i haven't thought that far into it to be totally honest i, I i'm working on a on a step to step and i'll say this too you have to be employee to own one yeah you're not going to do it for somebody who doesn't for who you don't trust or who you don't have a previous relationship with yeah so i ran in that with another company that i worked for where when they franchised they opened it up and I, I just think that's where the spirit gets destroyed, man. Mm. You've got people that are working 100 hours a week to make this thing work, to see another man's dreams become reality. And then if that person's not rewarded, the spirit will get sucked out of the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So with my business, I, the people that will get rewarded are the people that are putting their hand to the plow. I just believe that's the spirit of um, just giving back. There's... There's passion there. There's accountability. There's so many good things that come from that. 
that I, I just feel like I don't want to open that. And that's why I don't want to franchise because then you open the gates to whoever wants to come in. Yeah. It's kind of like turning Wally Opus into a commercial studio. Like as soon as I were to do that, which I'm not saying that that won't happen someday, but like right now I won't, I don't work with everybody that inquires, you know, like I'm pretty picky who gets to use the studio and who I work with because like, I don't care. Like I'm in a position where I don't have to make money, a ton of money. I don't have to support my family based off just the music. My wife has a good paying job. So, so I can be, I can be real picky about who I spend my time with and about who I, who I bring into this space, you know? And I, I feel like that's like, like similarly, it's like, I'm not just going to open up the gates to let anybody and everybody get in here and take over. You know what I'm saying? Like it's pretty closed or it's pretty nitpicky at least right. about who's going to, who's going to get to do this stuff. And that's what would kill your inspiration. Oh my God. It'll kill it. I know man. a guy who used to let anybody and everybody. And I think for a while he was really starting to hate music and I didn't going to, I am not going to do that. It'll kill it, dude. Yeah. We've been fortunate. We, we've had to say no. We've gotten deep into relationships with stores. Like all the plans are drawn. Uh, like I would say 80% of the build outs done. And it got to a point in the relationship where we, we couldn't be fulfilled with our mission and what we wanted to do because of the control of the other side. Uh, and we've had to back out and it would have made so much money. It would have been so easy. Like check off every box that someone would look for. And, and it's all of them, but we had to pull out because it just, it's just not who we are. See, like, well, that's what I'm curious too, is like, at what point, like if, if, so if, if something comes across your table that does not align with your mission, but like, 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 but say that the, the opportunity cost is high, like, it's like, but if we work with them, like if we take this on, we're going to get like maybe more publicity, more money, like the, like there's a lot to be gained, but like what it get, like the rep, like, but, but damn, like it really does not align with what I want for my company. Like, do you, like what, how do you decide, you know, like, but damn, I could really use the opportunity or do you know, do you always just stick with the mission or do you make compromises or do you, how do you navigate this? Cause it's, it's not easy. Business is like an, it's a, it's a real just wish you what you know it goes back know. this is what I think it goes back to to your why you've got to go back to the very beginning of why you did what you did because in the hard decisions yeah. when you're thinking about money and everything it's too much for your mind to comprehend you've got to go back to that very beginning of the excitement when there wasn't money involved yeah it's the first love why did you do it in the first place and when you go back to that, let that be your guiding light. Because if you can make decisions based on that, you will always be fulfilled. You'll always be happy because that was the first part that started it all. Yeah. That's where it all started. So we've had to do it. It sucks. Gosh. Yeah. It sucks, bro. But talk about it. It's, I mean, it'll tear you up because it's, it's all the things that the world offers you. Money, um, recognition, yeah. status, all these different things. Even people you love will sometimes be involved in those situations, yeah, but yes. you have to go back to the very beginning. And if you can do that, there's a verse, bro. Let me hit you with this verse. <laughs> I've been waiting on this one. <laughs> so there's a verse, bro. 
in there's so in 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 Revelation, the last book of the Bible, uh, Jesus is talking about these different churches, and he's um, telling them what they're doing good and what they're doing bad. And one of the churches, he says, uh, "You need to return back to your first love." And what he's talking about is why they started it in the first place. It's the same with our mission. I, I swear, if you're in, if you're in a place where you're like you're trying to make a decision, just go back to the very beginning. If it's with a uh, a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, yeah. go back to the very beginning. Yes, yeah. And you'll you'll start to see. Okay, now I know where I'm at. Yeah, I remember. It'll clear the way. Yeah, yep. So, anyways, that's okay. my advice. Pause. I'm gonna get one more drink. Oh, good. Me too. I was hoping you'd. Nice. You want me to come up? No, you're good. Okay. Do you, no, let me stay away from that. You want, uh, you want, the, you want the white one? The white's really good. I like the white. Okay, I'm going to give you the white. I like the white a lot. But this one's good, bro. That's where I'm going next. That one's really good. Thank you, bro. Cold. So what you said... <clears throat> What you said resonated with me because uh, so on, I'm having troubles on Sunday. And prior to that, I keep talking about the show, but it's because it's fresh and it's I'm still processing. It. It's the freshest thing on my mind. But uh, uh, I, so we're having some issues with the venue we are working with and several issues. And so I got people all day in my ear, uh, different people, different viewpoints talking about how I should handle it you should do this you should do that you should do this and it's like okay all right what am I gonna do what am I gonna do you know just like processing it all as we're trying to get shit set up and da 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 so then at uh I don't know and like you know over halfway through the day I'm like I'm gonna run home and shower and uh change and I'll be back so I come home and I'm alone Chloe's got Augie at her parents' house, and it's quiet. So I, I get in the shower, and I took a real long shower. And as I'm in the shower, I just had this moment of clarity where I'm like, okay, I see now. All right. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to follow through with everything I said I was going to do. Like, I'm, I don't care if the people I'm work like the, you know, I don't care if they don't follow through with what they said. I don't care if they made a shit show of this, like, you know, the venue or whoever, whoever I'm talking about in this situation, which is the venue. <laughs> like, like, okay, I don't even care. I'm just, that's not going to get to me. We've already done the work. We've already been past it. Like, it's not going to get the best of me. So I'm going to pay them and I'm going to have a great fucking show. So good. And I'm going to, I'm going to follow through with everything. And most importantly, we're all going to do it with gratitude and like humility and kindness. And even if you have things to say about other people, just say them to me or to yourself. Don't vocalize it out loud to like the patrons or like the, the showgoers or to other people. Just, just like make sure that we that that what what we bring 
is love and positivity and, and this like real authentic authentic thing authenticity and uh after i came back to the venue which i was i took me for fucking ever to get back it did, bro. Like, i was nervous for you like i was dude i was uh yeah, I was fucking, I was just like fucking around. And then I, so then I, I get back, but then I had a new state of clarity. Like I had a new intention and okay, this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to, it's going to go down. And like, I was so proud of how everybody else handled themselves and how like, because I told, I told my friend this, I'm like, like the energy we brought is reflected it was like reflected through the audience. Yeah. Like they brought the same energy an attentive energy a loving energy. And the whole event was this like beautiful exchange. And it could have, it, it just, it could have, it could have been just like a dark. Right. Fucking woe is me. Bullshit. But right. Like, no, no, no. It was like a get, get back, get centered, execute, like go for it. And like, that's what we're going to do. Do your part. Make sure it's clear go for it and they're going to leave. So good. You know, it was just having that like, but, but being faced with it, all of these, like all this noise, don't do it, do this. No, 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 no. you're getting fucked over. No, you're doing blah, blah, blah. all of that noise. And there was a lot of that. Yes. There to was. back you up. There was a lot of that, bro. Yeah. And it was all coming from a place of like support right. or like protection, whatever that might be. But then after coming back and being like, and even at the end of the show, they're like, wait, are we going to move everything back into like, you know, the people on our side? They're like, are we going to like take care of, you know, we're going to get like actually do everything we said we we're going to do. I'm like, yeah, let's just get it all done. Yeah. Let's do it. Everything twice over, twice over. Yeah. So good. And then everybody like, and then having that made me, that was the right thing to do. It made me feel good. I'm like, dude, this reflects on our company. Like this reflects on our brand. This reflects on all of us. You got to be, you got to just what we do is going to reflect on us for the long haul. And there's not that many people around here doing what we're doing. So you're right. You're right. It's going to pass around. So we better come through with some love and some just like, let's take care of what we came to do, you know, but and taking that moment to really find the why or the, what is it? What are we actually going to do? Here? Exactly. That was between me and God. It's like good. that was between me and my spirit and just being alone for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So good. Yeah. That's our mission. Our mission is the same thing at Bear Fruit. So, the, and, and so I, this is what we do at our business. So we have a, we have a monthly meeting. <clears throat> and I always do employee uh, awards. So I do three awards, hustle, heart, and humility. Every and month? Every month. Wow. And uh, Do the I, same people win every month? <laughs> you'd be surprised. They do, man. But I think it's because <laughs> we keep doing the awards. <laughs> I swear, man. And I'll give them 10 bucks. And, nice. I, and I told them, you know, you know, as we grow as a business, we'll start to give out, you know, a little bit better compensation. But sure, that's where we're at. But no, we're going to reward you with something. Yeah. It's not just a plaque. I hate that crap. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Throw somebody some cash. That's what they want. Oh, yeah. So we throw them 10 bucks. But this is, this is our mission. Um, and I think you're going to appreciate this because whether you know it or not, you have a mission for... Wally Opus. Yeah. Um, and our mission is this. Our mission is to grow a home in small communities where employees and patrons like are encouraged, equipped, empowered, and exalted to live an abundant life. We serve <laughs> acai bowls and coffee. <laughs> That's our mission. Do you Wait, know what? Will you read it one more yeah, time? Yeah, let me read it again. I'll go slower. Okay. Our mission is to grow a home in small communities where employees and patrons alike are encouraged, equipped, 
empowered and exalted to live an abundant life. Wow. We serve acai bowls and coffee. <laughs> right? That but mission let me would, just say this too. They're freaking good. They are acai good. Bowls. They are good. It is delicious coffee. But like anyone that right. would look at us would think your mission is to, I don't know, make money probably. That's probably what somebody would say. Mm-hmm. But it's not. The underlying of everything we do ties back to that. And my employees have bought into that. Uh, so the way they treat uh, customers that come through yeah, is that way. They're building a home and a small community. You don't invite someone into your home and you're just a D-bag to them. Right. It's different. So same thing with you, with with Wally Opus. You're building something that's way bigger than uh, just a producer or record label company, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. it's way bigger than that. Dude, I, that's what's like, I feel like, like I, it took me a, just a second to kind of realize that because my mission statement was uh, produce like Wally Opus produces quality projects for Southern Indiana recording artists. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Like that's the simplest format of it, but I think it can be filled out now. Like that's the basis of the mission statement. Like what do we do? We build quality projects for Southern Indiana recording artists. It's like, that's what we do. It's the locale and that's the people we serve. But like, that's actually not the, like it's bigger than, it's like what you said, employees and patrons. It's like, that is true. I mean, it's just as much about the people who came to the show as it was the artists. So good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we were all, like it was everybody was a part of the show. So it's not just, I guess, I think I need to rethink my mission statement a little I bit. I think so. Bro. Or, or the, it needs to evolve, I guess, to where we're, or it needs updated to where we're at now. Yeah. You know? So how old are you now? Two years? Two and a half years. So Augie's about to be two. The, the, Company was founded on April 17th, 2020. Augie was born on April 18th, 2021. So the the company is exactly a year and a day older than August. Okay. So it's easy to easy to remember. Easy to remember. So with our company, we started out. Here's our first mission statement. Again, we're going deep into this, but Dude, our, this is good shit. Our first mission statement was this. It was we aim to bear fruit in our lives and inspire others to bear fruit in theirs through a healthy lifestyle and the pursuit of peace, joy, and righteousness. Um, and that's how we launched. <laughs> okay. But then six months later, I had, I had like a real like epiphany because I've got a, a baby that's six months old. Yeah. And uh, dude, my baby at six months old compared to the birth of my baby two totally different humans right oh my gosh yeah and i realized you know this thing that i've built and i've birthed is totally different than when it started and if i if it's going to continue to grow and i'm going to continue to be the person that's fathering this thing then i'm going to have to reevaluate where it's at in its life yeah and that's why i changed the mission so same thing with you as you grow and you hit milestones what you just did with the show that was a milestone yeah a huge milestone. Yeah, it felt like it. So it's good to look at those milestones and think, my kid is growing. Yep. He's not the same kid that he was whenever he first was born. Dude, fucking nailing it on the head. You know what I'm saying, yeah. man? So, yeah, you, you'll you'll figure it out. You know who I think is in the same realm as you guys a little bit, and I don't know enough about them, but I just feel like there's a similar spirit about it. Um, it's a different music for sure. Totally different genre. But surfaces. If you've ever heard of Surfaces, really never heard of it. One of the number one uh, artists in the world right now. Really fun. Um, 
but the way they started was so innocent. They didn't care, but they caught fire. Um, they're Christian. Um, but now they've taken on this entirely new, uh, just persona about them. Um, and I see you guys in that sense of like, Mm -hmm. they're so positive. They're, they care about the people that listen to their music. It's way more than just putting out music and making money. Yeah. I think you could probably take the money away from them and they wouldn't care. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. Not tons of money coming in over here in terms of, you know, right. Tons of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This ain't a job. Dude, what's fun? Oh, dude. What's funny is, uh, Sunday night at the show, a guy who I used to work with at Azip, I used to work at Azip, which is a pizza company in town. Everybody who listens to this probably knows what Azip is. But we helped, like he and I were partners, kind of. I was the training manager. He was the store manager who launched the Northside store. Okay. When we launched that about like two or three years ago on the nice. Northside, Azip. Great fucking experience. I learned so much being a training manager at that time. And, uh, but he and I haven't talked much. And then one day I was like a month, like probably like a month ago, I was pulling into Cooper's house, my buddy Cooper, the artist, and he lives in an apartment complex. I pull up, I got in my car and I'm walking. And then here comes walking down the street, this, this guy. And I'm like, dude, what, how have you been? You know, he's like, he's got some long hair. He's got a beard now. I'm like, dude, what, you look great. You know, like I haven't seen you in a long time. And, uh, he, we just talked for a second. I was like, um, I was like, you like live music. I'm having a show. Like you should come out and see it. And he's like, I saw you post about it. He's like, I'll try to, you know, I'll, 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 I'll like look into it. And then I saw him there. I'm like, oh, dude, you fucking made it. That's dude. cool. Sweet. And then, so the show's going on, and it's during the last set. The strangers are playing, and I'm standing in the back. And he walks up to me, and he's like, "I just gotta say, like, this is like this is the like some of the coolest stuff I've seen." And he's like, "The fact that you're doing it in Evansville, yeah, like I love it." And he said, "I just want to be a part of it." Like, you're kidding me? No, dude. He's like, "Can I?" Like, like I don't care if it's like like setting up, tearing down, like whatever, wow. like whatever you like need. Like I want to do like, like the next one or whatever. I want to be a part of it. And the first thing I said, well, first I was like, dude, that's badass. But the, like the first like thing I explained to him was like, just an FYI, like none of us are getting paid yeah. to be here. Like I'm probably going to lose money on all of this. Right, shit. right, like, right. So just an FYI, like if, if you're looking to like, make money this is probably not the journey for you right uh but you know i was like everybody who's helping tonight is just it's passion love like it's just based off of that it's the love of what we're doing it's and he's like dude no like i totally understand like it what's cool is everybody who's helping has day jobs so it's like you know everybody's got a way to live everybody's good right yeah everybody's good and uh but but explain to him that like dude like this like this isn't something like I, I I hope you're not trying to make any cash because like this right. isn't for you, but the fact that he was like dude no and dude he stayed and helped after the show he stayed the whole time of course and carried shit and like helped he was so good and dude I was so great and I so I was like dude you're definitely on the list for yeah. the next show you know it's like a little crew coming together but just out of love like not 
I forget what we were talking about a second ago, but it was like based off of that. Like it's, it's, it's not that it's not about the money. Like it's not, Oh, right. you were talking about services. You know, right. like, you know, I think they would give up the money. It's like, yeah, like we're not doing it for the money. No. This is not, this is probably not going to make money for a minute unless something pops off, but it will, but it will, but it, it will. will. There's bro. a chance. All dude, everybody always says this to me. All it takes is one. Hundred percent. All it takes is one song, one artist, one thing 100%. to pop off. And dude, it might be the most it might be the one that you just didn't see coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my brother, this is interesting that you said that. <clears throat> my brother, he's in the tech realm. Uh so like all things tech is what he does. Like he manages companies like Adidas. Like that's Oh wow. What he does. And his company builds websites or what? No, so he's he's in marketing, and that's a blanket term for uh, helping a company make money. Yeah. If you ever wanted to know what marketing is, marketing is a means to make more money. Mm. That's what my brother does. He helps people make more make more money um, on a large, large, he, large he scale. He like pulls in customers, like exactly drives customers to their business. That's one part. Yeah. Okay. Also, he's trimming the fat of other things that aren't making money. Okay. He's analyzing all kinds of different things, but. Um, this is what this is what his company does. They invest in other tech companies, mm -hmm. and they will they will invest in a hundred companies, knowing that ninety nine of them will fail. Yeah, but in the business that he's in, one of his clients was um, TurboTax. Oh shit! They made it. Yeah, that worked out. TurboTax now is the largest tax company in the entire world. They make more money in one week than the rest of the 99 ever made total, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. You just need one. Yep. Keep reinvesting in people. Keep believing they'll make it. Um, they'll learn things along the way, even if they don't reach the goal that they want to make. Yep. You'll teach them things along the way. It's not a failure. It's just not the right path. But the right path for the one will, will be the thing that you really were looking for all along. And it'll come along in whatever shape, form, fashion that it does, right? In its own time, when we're all ready, exactly or not, it's coming. You know, it's like I, dude. Because what's funny is, in, in in like they'll teach you, or they'll they'll build your thing. Exactly. Everybody, you know, and and everybody, all the ninety nine are going to set up the one yep. to take off. The one is going to bring recognition to the other the other 99 that's it or at least some of the other 99 whoever's still around right right know? right but like like something that's going on right now for us swamp eyes sam cuban who you met sam's cool sam's sam's great dude. sweet guy man he's his lover yeah he hugged after his set the other night which was beautiful it was his first okay he's been in several bands he's he's in his early 30s he's been in several bands since his high school since high school First time doing a solo project at this scale, like producing a whole record, putting it out, performing it live the other night. He did a whole thing acoustically, and uh, he sat on stage playing him and his guitar, which takes so much courage and so much balls to sit on stage, which is you and your guitar, and play in front of 150 people gathered around. And like that dude, that dude. I said this at the show. I said, this next artist gives 1,000%, 100% of the time. Like, every time he leaves the studio, his shirt drenched in sweat because he's fucking playing his ass off. 
He throws his voice out every session because he fucking sings so hard. And um, his project right now, we've tried some different things with it. But mostly, this is what I didn't see coming, was like he came in every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon for about three months because his job can allow him that. We would record for, you know, like two to five hours, depending on how much time we had. Wow. So, but we would just come in and just work, do, 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 drink a couple of beers and listen to what we did. Exactly. Come back the next day or the next Tuesday or whatever. We would just do it. But it was like, but if something came up, he's like, dude, you know, my, my, my daughter's sick. I can't come. All right, whatever. We'll just pick up next week. But it was consistent. Dun, dun, dun. Finish the album, put it out. The reactions of people who have heard it, which is a small group of people to start, but it's already up, you know, the whole album's already up to like 1,500 plays and it's been a week and wow, a half. Wow, come on. So it's all local. It's all people who know him who wow. have played. So we did the math based on the number of listeners versus the number of plays. Ev like every listener has listened to the album or almost every listener, like at least two to three times. Wow. Some people, seven to eight times. Oh my god! In a week. That's insane. It's insane. The, like the ratio is insane. So like when I see that, I'm like, Oh my God, we like we just need to get more people to listen to this because like the small sample group has given it great results. Like they've returned over and over and over. And so we've invested into the promotion of one of his songs that's gotten a lot of love. And dude, the feedback that we get is like every time he sends me an article or like a, a Facebook post that somebody puts it like brings up, like it makes me emotional, wow. not superficially, not like, yes, we're going to be famous. Oh, it's we're going like, to hit it big. Yeah. It's like, oh, I had no idea that this was going to happen. Like one dude said, uh, like I have 1000 positive things to say about Sam Cuban's new album, wow. blah, 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 blah. And then he said on the way to preschool today, my daughter asked to listen to us to a song that he has called Messmaker, which is like about a dad, uh, it's about a, uh, a father and the daughter. And it's like Messmaker, Messmaker, make me a mess. And then like, it's all about like the, his daughter, like, like just like, you know, causing a mess when you're young. And he's like, Messmaker, Messmaker. He ends the song with Messmaker, Messmaker, your mess is mine. Wow. And like, it's a beautiful song. And, so that's in, in, in this guy's daughter wanted to listen to it four times before wow. preschool started. Wow. And you know, it's like, I've never been a part of a project that got this much personal feedback or personal love. So we've, we've tried some things and like we promoted it on Friday. We, we entered into the, are we like signed up for this program? We, it's a little expensive, but you promote your track and like we're getting really good results. Wow. What is today? Tuesday? Like four days in. Wow. And and it's funny. It's not one that I saw. Like I love Sam and I know he makes great work, but it's not one that I like. It's just not one that I saw coming. When then there's other ones where I'm like, oh, this is going to, this is the this one. This is going to blow up. Yeah. And it, it goes nowhere. Yeah. It's nothing. You know, I'll say this about Sam, bro. I, I talked to Sam I mean, I, and I mean this, probably a collective, no more than 50 words <laughs> between him and I. No, no more yeah. than 50 words. Yeah. 
I can tell you that guy is, it, I hope this isn't weird for God to say about another guy. He is so gentle and sweet and kind and genuine and just a guy that you, you just want to be in the room with them. Yeah. There can be no interaction at all. Yeah. He's just a guy you want to be around. Sweet, genuine. You could tell from the very beginning that he was the first person that showed up, right? Yeah. After us. The guy was so sweet and fun to be around, man. Like, I totally get why people are drawn to him. Yep. And I know his I've never heard a single song he's ever played. I'll send it to you. I can guarantee you, bro, that song reflects his personality. Totally. And you just want to listen to it because he's... Totally. The guy's cool, man. And, dude, he he's like this. Yes, all those things you represented represent half of him. The other side of him is like creative, provocative kind of like dark sometimes yeah. like he's not afraid to get wild yeah he'll get everybody at the party to take their shirt off and drink a bunch <laughs> like he's dude he got me one time in a speedo at a slip and no. slide party yeah me and him and, no. and and his my cousin-in-law and his brother-in-law three grown men in speedos sharing a tube like like he is So then it's not superficial. The guy's human. He's normal. He's complete. I love that, bro. He's complete. And like as a man whose daughter like his daughter at seventeen months was diagnosed with type one. Wow. But they didn't know like type one is uh it's a form of diabe di form of diabetes where like it's life or death. It's not type right. two where you're like you take a shot a or lifestyle that's right. like provoked this. It's like an autoimmune disease that you get that, that something is triggered within you and that's what happened to this little girl who's wow. seven dude a year and a half old wow. she can't express what's going on so they thought right. she was sick they took her so it's been a really long journey for them really expensive and hard journey and like that's he processed that through making this record wow so the south the record's called something's in the hall and it's about like it's about like this dark destructive force which is her you know her her uh her condition entering into this beautiful child this wow. precious pure child it's like something's in the hole like something has come in but through the record what's crazy is like he has this song um it's either is a I forget which the title is because he fucking changed them all from like the, the working tracks to the record. They're like a little different. Right. But he has a song where it says like, there's a roach in the leftovers. We're going to eat them anyway. Wow. He says, there's a wolf in the hen house now. Let him stay. Wow. There's a shark in the shallow end. Let him stay. I don't know fucking what the word is, but it's like, it's about like, there's a darkness among us. Let it stay wow like let it be you know like like him coming to grips with the fact that his daughter has this yeah that's tough dude what's crazy is is like he said this so many times he's like i don't even know what i wrote wow until after we're doing it you know and then he's like like then we're both like sitting down here discussing i'm like dude you wrote an analogy for this whole thing wow. you know it's like then he's coming to grips with it. Then we're like crying. Then we're laughing. Then oh we're my gosh! Beer. It's just like it was one of the most. It was it was a really crazy experience recording that with Sam, and then to see him play it the other night and all these people attentively listening to it and then applauding him after. It was beautiful. Yeah. I walked over to the door where the merch table is, and his best friend, who's in his other band, the Chugs, 
his best friend is standing at the door and I walk over and I'm like, you know, I'm about to say like, dude, he's killing it. I'm about to yeah. say something. Yeah. And his friend just is like, like trying to keep it together, has tears oh, it's rolling. beautiful, man. And I, I said, I'm like, I grabbed his shoulder and he's like, dude, I'm over here just watching this. Oh like, my god! I'm like, dude, I gave a big hug. I'm, he's like, dude, this is, I just, this is beautiful. Like, it was just like. That's real. Oh, dude. Like, you can't pay for that. Like, you can't. No, bro. Try to make a grown man cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got to be real. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Think of the times you've cried in your life. Yeah. It's real, man. It's so real. It comes deep. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. And he's that type of guy I can just tell. Again, 50 words. Yeah. And you can tell. This is real as I get, dude. Yeah. He is. He's awesome. He's awesome. I feel like super honored that he's a part of this. But what's funny is like since his projects come across and it's having all this like awesome love, it's like it's showed me that like this is what I want Wally Opus to be. That's good, bro. This is who I want to work with. Right. And if like if you're not on that level, if you're not on that loving, positive, I don't know. It's just like I don't know what to do about it. Like I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna fit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just a tough gotta, thing to acknowledge, though. And it's just, I, you know what? I think, man, I, I think it's just got to be real. We're at a point in the world now. We're surrounded by the most fake of the most fake of everything. The news is fake. Yep. What we're learning in school is fake. Yep. Instagram's fake. It, it's all fake, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's say a lot of it. Right, like right. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. everything's fake. I right. hope you don't right. take it that way. But right. yeah, man, we're, we are bombarded with fake stuff constantly, all day, every day, from our parents, from our friends and family, from the media, from every yeah. source of outlet you can think of. One way or another, you're going to be just faced with just this fakeness. And we all know it. Yeah. We all experience it. Sense it. And we all hate it. But when you come across someone that's real, it does something to you anymore, man. And dude, this is like Sam has only said 50 words to you. Right. But I will speak on his behalf right now and just say that he and everybody in that fucking room who was there on Sunday who helped or everybody in that building, everybody who was a part of that whole thing, your actions... Your actions speak louder than your 50 words with Sam. Your action, dude, this, I mean, like I said this on, after we got back from the show, I'm like, Ryan cleaned the fucking bathroom. I'm like, why did he? Gladly. Like, dude, hey, listen. I just can't. And like, let, let me I say think some about what I'm saying. You clean the bathroom without getting paid at a venue that you have no idea for a person you've hung out with five times. <laughs> for, for an event you didn't even go to like it sounds like you're fucking crazy right. you know? bro and let me say this dude that bathroom has not been touched in years <laughs> okay and you guys if you i guys, heard that your my mom said like you should have seen like the wipes that were yellow like bro yellow bro so the splash guards if you're a dude you get yeah. the splash guards on the urinal yep. those those puppies have been splashed on for a long time yep wiped them clean oh my gladly gosh. though man yeah that stuff is like I don't know, just when you're in that mode and you're just serving, you just want to go so far above and beyond, man, yeah. right? Yep. It was such an honor that I was the guy that got to stay behind and clean. <laughs> it was, man. Hey, and let me I say know, this. I know. I, know. Have, I know. I. What's funny is you're like, 
I believe you because you're dead fucking serious and you did it. Like you didn't. And afterwards, you, you are not the one who told me you cleaned the bathroom, by the way. My mom told me like you didn't say it a word. Yeah. And (laughs) I got to spend time with your mom, dude. I know we're just, we're just chatting to chat, but bro, your mom is the sweetest lady on earth, man. I got to spend some quality time with her and John. That's your step. That's your stepdad. Yeah. Oh man, I got to work with him too. Just what great people, man. Dude, somebody said, somebody said, uh, who was it? They're like, hey, your dad was outside. They told me this. Your dad was outside for like an hour and a half cleaning cleaning the windows. windows. He did, dude. And I was like, they said that, and I thought, huh, he's my stepdad, but. I'll take that. Like, I'll take dad. Like, he's a fucking dad. He's no like, doubt. He's a father. He's a father, dude. He's he, a father. He, dude, he he didn't, he was, they showed up, like, a little after all of us, did all that work. Dude, as soon as John got there, picks up a broom. I mean, it, he was probably there for, like, 30 seconds. Picked up a broom, starts sweeping, getting the place looking nice. My mom opens up the girls' bathroom. Puts gloves Straight on, to it. goes right to it. Yep. It's like, and then when the show started, so this you you didn't get to see this, but my mom. So, this is who worked the front door, uh, which is taking tickets, uh, scanning tickets, and uh, like taking some money. Is Luke? Okay, who was Luke? So Luke was the guy with longer hair. Oh uh, yeah, Luke was cool, but he had, he had a, it kind of went up in a bun. But he he. Uh, he was there early and he yeah. was with us all day. Yeah. Luke, who's Chloe's coworker, by the oh, way. Oh, that's right. That's right. Luke and then my mom, John, and Chloe. Chloe was up there for the beginning, but my mom, John, and Luke stayed at the front and took tickets the entire show. Wow. And we tried to relieve Luke from the duty he like wouldn't three do it. times. He would go in and look at the band and come back, like, all right, I'm good. And he just wanted to like serve. And then after the show, I was like talking about a couple of things that I want to improve for the next go around. He's like, I should have done that. I, oh, I thought wow. about that. I should have done that. And I'm like, wow, dude, that's your role next time. Like if you wow. know it, if you know it and you want it, like that's you next time, you know? And, um, but my mom and John staying up there the whole time. And my mom said, everybody that walked in, we told them like, Hey, welcome to the show. We're glad you're here and stuff. And I thought, you guys set the vibe, so set good. the tone from the beginning. Yeah, bro. Meet the people who come in and there's like these like happy people. They're like, welcome, come and on And it was in. real, and it was real. It was real. Exactly. And dude, this one got me. This one made me cry the other night. So I'm hanging out with Luke and Ethan after the show. And uh, I think it was Ethan who said, and Ethan, dude, Ethan's 21 or 20, I don't even know how old is he, he is. Is he really? He's, he's a senior at USI. Wow. And he's killing it. He goes, uh, he goes, um, he said, one of my favorite parts of today, which I thought this was like so aware of him, but he's like, one of my favorite parts of today was watching Chloe come come to like, come to grips or come alive or like come, I don't know what he said exactly, but like come come to grips with what, with what you were doing. Wow. And he's like, so he said, you know, he met Chloe Thursday night or Friday night, kind of like for the first time. He he came over, he was working. We we invited him to dinner and he stayed and we talked for a while. And uh, he's like, Chloe said at that dinner, she goes, Wes has all these ideas and I don't always know where he's headed. Yeah. 
And then she's, he said, so I took that in. So that was like Thursday or Friday. Then here we are Sunday. And he's like, I heard her two people walk in uh, to the venue, buy tickets. And they're explaining that like, we, we don't, we don't know anybody here. We just heard that there was live music. So we wow. wanted to come through Wow. and Chloe was standing there and Chloe talked about, um, like he said, he goes, dude, Chloe talked you up for like two minutes straight. Like, <laughs> Oh, welcome. Like, this is my husband's showcase. He owns all the Opus record. Like just like she said this whole thing. And I thought like that one got me for some reason. Like yeah. it made me, it really made me choke up. Cause I thought, wow like dude oh shit like my I, in the chaos of you know how it is like in the chaos of life and like activity like the your your your, your loved one your partner she's with you the whole time but you forget like like just the the like i don't know like something gets lost sometimes and then when you recognize that like she was rooting for you the whole time and it's like Oh gosh, that just melts my fucking heart. It does, dude. bro. It does. Oh my gosh. And I know there's been some hard times, bro. Oh yeah. Through I'm the not journey. the easiest person to deal with when shit's hitting the fan. I'm not the I easy- can get a little neurotic. I'm not the easiest person to deal with on a day-to-day basis, bro. Yeah, you, same. You've got to be like me a little bit, man. I'll come up with 10 ideas a day. <laughs> yeah, dude. That will put us in a financial crisis. Mm-hmm. And want to run with it and then get mad when she says no. <laughs> right, bro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so oh, I yeah. get that. And they thank Yo. God for him, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, dude. Um, There's a song called, um, oh, shit, Man Made. Man Made. I think that's what it's called. Uh, I think it's on the radio now, but it's a country song. But he talks about like behind everything that a man makes is a woman, hundred percent strong woman, holding, um, basically holding him together. And like, dude, I remember uh, Chloe and I started dating. I was long distance. I was living in LA. I remember coming downstairs one time and my I was I had four roommates, all of who are my best friends from Evansville, we all, or from like the area we moved out to together. I remember one of my buddies who's like a real down to earth fucking workaholic, real deal guy. And I mean, he's just he's a computer programmer, so it's like all bullshit. He just removes it. Right. And he said, uh, are you sure that this is like being in a relationship is what you need right now because wow. uh you know like you have a lot that like, you have like a long way to go in your journey like just like talking about like is this the right thing for you and i remember thinking like it's a good question and then as i kept like leaning into the relationship with chloe and kept fostering that and then at my wedding he was there and he came up and hugged me and he is not an emotional guy wow and he said uh like, I see it now. Wow. Like, this is, yeah, this is good. This is a good thing. And I'm like, dude, this is the thing. Like, it's, it's, it's like, this is how it's going to happen. Like, whatever yeah. my life is, like, it's now, it's now with this other person. Like, we're, this is us now. Like, this is what we're going to do. You know, like, we're on this journey. What's like, what's what I, I mean, what's mine is hers and hers is mine. And like, it's just, we're, we're just one thing now. It's like, here we go. And dude, gosh, marrying Chloe was like the, one of the best decisions of my life. Absolutely. 100%. When you marry the right person, it's the right thing to do. On all levels. 
dude, you guys got married pretty fast. Very fast, bro. I'm gonna have when to you know, you know. I'm gonna have to use the restroom, dude. Here you go. Oh, the just pop out right here. So easy. Yep, 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 yep. So just open that. So. Well, yeah. What were you saying? I said, uh, I said you guys got married pretty fast, but it must be something along the lines of like, when you know, you know. Yeah. Yes. I was How did you and Lexi? How did you and Lexi meet? I don't know if I ever asked you that. So we originally met uh, at my house, which was my dad's house that I was renting back in college. She had a boyfriend at the time. And we all went to my house to uh, do drugs together. Okay. That was the original. We didn't re-meet until later in life when we had both had total life changes. Um, and we went to a youth retreat together. And we shared our testimonies to these kids and we had the exact same testimony and i knew right then and there even though she had a boyfriend at that time too <laughs> i knew right then and there that's that's her man dude just because she had a boyfriend doesn't mean it was the right boyfriend listen you know what i'm saying 100 in the christian circle we always say if there's not a ring on it she's single yep and that's, that's a fact. And I it's mean, the really, truth. I mean, it's really, the truth. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's the man. same with like, uh, I mean, I hate to get, <laughs> I don't want to get too, I don't know, but I'm just going to be frank. Like, it's the same with somebody who's like got a job, but like hates the fucking job. And you're like, hey, I got this job. And they're like, oh, actually, yeah. And they love what you got. So right. Or like, you know, they don't have a, like they got a manager, but it's not the right manager. Exactly. Come on over. Replaceable. Yeah. No doubt. This, I mean, I've been a part. Not to change the subject, but just just thinking like, there's been a couple people in my life who are bit who were in terrible relationships, like part like boyfriend girlfriend shit. <sighs> like I feel like bringing to light that it's not a good relationship. And then they split up and then they're happier because of it. Right. Or they're at least set on a new path because of it. It's happened a couple times in my life where like I've acknowledged to the other person that like I don't think what you're in is the right thing to do. And it's been like a close friend, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. like just to just to like let's let's like I think you know in your heart what you're in is not the right thing place to be in and they know and they know you just have to acknowledge it i've been in that situation too where that backfires and like it it like was, i have too like it's like i was like dude what you're in is toxic you know or whatever and like he like that that's ends but then like maybe the dude or the whoever falls into like a depression or something and then they blame me for like their depression or something and i was like dude i, I I, do you know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. I'm kind of like in the weeds on this one, but yeah, it's just like ah, I've been in that situation a couple times for sure. But we end up so we end up after that. God, what a fucking digression! I just, <laughs> I'm just so she ended up uh, breaking up with her boyfriend um, like a few days after the retreat, like she knew, and then she started working at the same company that I was working at. Oh. And I had always known that with my personality and my lifestyle that uh, my wife was going to be working with me. I just knew that. I mean, it, partner. 100%, man. Yep. We had to be building this thing together. And when she started working with me, I knew that I knew that I knew that she was going to be my wife one day. And I didn't know when. But 
I reached out to an artist that we were going to go see on her birthday, which was like a month or two into our relationship. Who's the artist? Josh Garrels. He's a Christian-esque artist, but the dude has one of the most beautiful voices. Okay, I don't know who that is. Dude. Anyway. He has this condition that John Mayer has. What's that? I don't know what it's called, but I'm going <laughs> to explain it to you. Where John Mayer hears uh, a noise or um, a note oh, or whatever and in sees color. in color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh oh shit. It's uh it's something synthesis. Yes, it is. Uh, not photosynthesis. It's not because that's like the plant. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. But you're right. It, yeah, it is I, that. I knew an audio engineer, Bruce uh, Bruce Swedeen, who was Michael Jackson's audio engineer. He was a big patron of uh, Full Sail when he was alive. I saw him give a talk, and he talks about that. Like, if something was out of tune, he would see dark colors, and like it would be like like be like colors crashing and stuff. But okay, he has that. Okay, so the gotcha. dude is like just one of those. That's cool. One of those people, man. Where they it, they just were born with an extraordinary gift. Yeah, and we both wanted to see him, so I, I took her up to Lexington to to go see him. Just you and her? Yeah, uh, no, whole group of people. Okay. Um, but my uh. I told, I prayed, and I told God, I said, God, if you want me to marry this girl, how about I message him on Instagram? And if he replies to me and says that he'll let me. Talking about Josh. Yeah. Okay. Pr- propose at his show in Lexington. <gasps> then I'll do it. And lo and behold, seconds later, like this doesn't happen. You don't message people on there. Seconds later, he says, I would love to do it. Let me get you in touch with my uh, manager or whatever, and he'll set up the whole thing for you. And we got, we got, so I proposed to a song called Heaven's Knife. And it's about uh, when God cut Adam open and birthed Eve. And that's where their marriage began. And uh, I did it. He put a spotlight on me. It was a month in, proposed to her. Obviously, she said yes. <laughs> we get married two months later. Yeah. So it's been three months that we've been together. And then we have a baby. We get pregnant within the, first like week i was one for one one for one got pregnant and then we had our our first kid and then had our second kid right after wow we haven't been married that long we're like you guys yeah dude we were uh, you got married a month before us yeah or like like really early right before us i was at your wedding yeah you did you guys came yeah i came i appreciate that that's before we even had ever spoke to each other i know dude i had never met you i was thinking who's who's lexi with they got, they were so fast. It's fast, bro. But I could tell Chloe, I'm going to be frank with you. Chloe struggled for a minute with just, she felt like Lexi was distant from her. Yeah. But I felt like I always, I, I still feel like I was in my assessment of the situation was like, Lexi's on a journey. Yeah. Still is. She still is. But like at the time, I'm like, like just let it like let her come back what's crazy to me now is like out of all the friends chloe has her and lexi have one of the strongest bonds after having kind of like what chloe felt was like a stray away to then coming back and being far more alike than having maybe been before even right with children with marriage with business owning like right. all of that right you know it's like paths cross actually much stronger now than, yeah than they even did before you know but i did i remember yeah at that time it was like 
It's like, damn, I haven't seen Lexi in a couple months, but I didn't know like she was going to meet somebody and get married. And then you guys come to our wedding, or, like you show up at our wedding, probably said like two words to you because it was a Congratulated, bunch of just yeah, real quick. Right. Bunch of people. Um, but I remember Lexi saying like, you, you need to meet Ryan or like maybe she even told, I was like something about like Wes and Ryan needed me. I think they would like each other. Yeah. And then meeting you and then I don't even know when we, like where we met or what. I think it was here, man. Was it here? I think it was Really you, for the first time? Probably. I think so, dude. Seriously. It probably was because you guys came over, brought coffee, you made coffee, you brought donuts actually too. Oh, did we? We do that. Yeah. Man. You broke the ice with some donuts as you do. You know why I do that? You told me. Did I tell, tell you? the audience. Let me tell you. So I, I don't know if I added this first. There's a verse, bro. I did this when I uh, asked her parents for her hand in marriage. <laughs> Okay, because you lubricate the situation ha- with you donuts. Have, you have to somehow, bro. <laughs> so listen, I'd only met her parents once before I asked for her hand in marriage. Mm. And I'll tell you the full story because it's on the podcast. The full story is before I showed up and I knew I was going to ask because I got the confirmation that I was he was going to let me propose at his concert. So I was oh like, yes, you had to make it happen. Now. So I was like, I've got to ask. I got to, I got to do it right. I've never at this point in my life, I've never done anything right in my life. Yeah. So I was like, I've got to do this thing right, man. Yep. If I'm really going to go into this thing, love it. There's a verse in the Bible, bro. It's Did you in, know the verse prior to the? Okay. It's in Proverbs, and okay. the verse is this: uh, A man's gift makes way for him, makes a way for him. Okay. So I I know this. I'm like, if I bring a gift, it will make a way for me. <laughs> literally literally so i bring a bottle of wine and 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 show up at their house and knock on their door like without them knowing that i was coming and i bring them a bottle of wine but they knew this is our daughter's boyfriend they knew i'd I'd met them they're probably like oh shit they didn't know anything yeah it was like they just thought i was dropping in to say hey okay okay so i sit them down and i was like you know this is this may come as a shock to you but um kenny which is her dad i was like i would like to ask for your daughter's hand in marriage and he looked at me and he said uh and i'll share this i probably shouldn't but i'll share it anyways he said haven't you uh haven't you only known her for like three effing weeks and i was like well it's been more like six but it has been short amount of time and he paused for about 15 minutes we sat there and then he said um has she made you effing breakfast yet and I said, uh, I don't think she has. And he said, me neither. <laughs> this is the conversation I'm having with her dad, bro. <laughs> Scared as crap. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Me neither. And if you know Kenny, you understand yeah, this dude. conversation. Yes, bro. dude, I do understand it. So then I'm sitting there, and I, I see, I'm just looking straight because I'm not looking at him. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see a hand right next to me. And it's his right hand. And... Uh, I look over and he, I shook his hand and he said, welcome to the family, son. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was crazy, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, and the rest is history. And the rest is history. Holy shit. But I say that to anyone out there. If you're about to do something, bring a gift. Yeah. Bring a gift, yeah. man. It will make a way for you. Uh, the stupidest, smallest gift, it will make a way for you. Dude. I got to say this real quick. It's a side note and, and it's, we're going to get, cause I want to talk about something too with the marriage, but, uh, I heard a, 
snippet on Instagram like a month or two ago about it was Dana White. Love Dana, yeah. Talking about Donald Trump. Oh, wow. He said, I don't care what you say, like what people think about this man, Donald Trump. He loves Donald Trump. Yeah, he said, everything, every time I've had an accomplishment in my life that was a major stepping stone, Donald Trump has called me up to thank me and then he sends me a gift at every single part. And he said he's also helped me he offered up like the Taj Mahal to let him do his UFC fights when no one else would do it. Wow. He like he but he talks about this. The lesson I learned from that interaction, all whatever aside, was that like gift giving is it's the most like in it's like the most humblest of um I think we've been doing it forever, dude, as humans. Gift giving. It's like let me give you something to show my appreciation. And so since I had heard that two months ago, I thought I'm going to start doing that. Like I'm going to start gift giving just from Wally Opus or just from life. And then another new mentor who's come into my life tells me, he goes, uh, something I've been doing the last couple of years is like, if I, I he goes, I read like, Evansville Living Magazine or like he's like local magazine. He's like, if I see somebody I know or somebody I want to meet, I cut out the article of them in the magazine. I write a note and I mail it to them. I'm like, oh, I sort of died. I'm like, dude, that's what grandmas do that. Genius. And he's like, I know. And guess what? It works. Genius, I'm like, dude, because he said the gesture of of taking time to do something physical versus a text or an email. That's yes. That's also a gesture, but to take something and cut it out and then to mail it, go to the post office, you got to buy all this. It's a gesture. It's an act. And whether it's concert, like people recognize that you've done something for them and they respond if they're aware, if it's meant to be whatever they respond accordingly. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking stealing that shit. If if someone listens all the way through to this thing and they get nothing from this whole podcast, pick up on that. It it will create relationships in your life that will take you farther yep. than anything you could have ever worked hard for. Yes. Oh dude. Yeah, I agree. If you want if you want to upgrade your life on an easier lifestyle, pick up on what he just said recognize those people and just send a gesture of being nice, kind, and friendly. It will upgrade your life in ways that you could never imagine. And dude, imagine doing that consistently. Yeah. Over. You'd be mayor. Yeah. Over the course of like 20 years or something. You would be be mayor. Now you're talking about, I mean, this is what real estate agents do. My dad has had the same real estate agent (laughs) calendar. On his fridge for the past 25 years. <laughs> and my dad's never sold his home because he's one of those old baby boomers that don't sell. Yeah. But he told me, he said, I've had this guy on my fridge for 25 years. If I ever sell my house. That's who I'm calling. That's who I'm calling. Yep. Yep. It will make such a way for you, bro. Dude. What, what's fun? So we, we got a new financial advisor at the beginning of the year who's like a kind of like, he's become a friend, but at the beginning was just kind of like a family acquaintance after the first meeting, he sent us a card. It was a thank you card with a handwritten full like letter. 
And I read it and I thought, like, why did he do that? This is before I knew about the gift giving, which is funny. It's only been a year. But like, I thought, why would he do that? And then afterwards I thought, wow, I can't believe he did that. Like, does he do that to everybody? <laughs> you know, I'm like, God, like that's a lot of work. I mean, yeah. that's a lot to, that's a, I mean, that's a lot to send thank yous and like, but like I have a lawyer in town too. And every Thanksgiving I get a card. Thank you. You know, like this nice thing. And it's, it's just like a, yeah, dude, it's a, it's a beautiful gesture. It is, and it's meaningful, bro. It is. Christmas cards are the same way. They are. We got cheers on the fridge. I told Chloe we didn't get Christmas cards this year, and I'm like, no way. Dude, yeah. I had your Christmas card on my fridge for over a year, bro. Really? The last My one? son knew your son because of the Christmas card. See, that's why it's so important. Right. I mean, really, like, I don't know why we didn't do one this year. I was a real fuck up. Because I actually, like, I... Like being at this place right now, where we're, I'm sending people letters, like other stuff through the mail. Anybody who's been helping me in the last two months has gotten something in the mail or right. like uh, something, some kind of gesture of some sort. And then the Christmas card, we started getting Christmas cards. I'm like, Chloe, we didn't do a Christmas. She's like, I know. Let me say this: there's it, still time. I mean, but is there? I mean, oh yeah, bro, yes. It's Tuesday do it it doesn't have to be a good picture yeah no we it, actually got some decent use that photos one. especially with the state that chloe's in now yeah you need to send that yeah it's just an update of life it, it dude what's funny is we got a we got a card from my cousins who live half a mile away we don't see them much though because it's we just don't see them much like i mean we, i got a bunch of cousins and uh what they put at the bottom was like an update, like a like a small par like a small paragraph that just stated what they did this year, and like what had happened to their family. And I'm like, Chloe goes, she goes, I know that you don't like when people do this, but I really like it. And I'm like, well, I did hate on somebody like two years ago who sent us like a fucking letter yeah. telling me everything they did that year. <laughs> I thought it was a little obnoxious, <laughs> like so I kind of hated on them, but I'm like. I kind of, I mean, I kind of like the update too. Like it's yeah. nice to know, you know, how old their kids are and like how, like what they're like, you know, it's kind of nice. And I know? think, I think this too, bro. We think that our lives are uninteresting because we live them. Yeah. But other people think we have the most interesting, <laughs> cool lives in the yeah. world. Yeah. And a simple update is going to make their entire week. Dude, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. You're exactly, especially people um, I mean, like loved ones who, especially like in your, I can think in my your case, you guys live, you guys live pretty far away from us. So to know what you're up to, or to know to see a photo of you, to is see like, it, man, that's because so, not everybody has social media, or you know, older folks, not all of them have social media. To see that, it's like, wow, look at, look at them, look how happy they are, you know. And they're in in the real estate business. They're called keeper items. Mm. Things like uh, like Christmas cards or keeper items, they stay somewhere. They go in the fridge. You see them every day. Yep, yep. You know, your so, pictures right on the fucking fridge. Your family photos are right on the fridge. Dude, when yours was on my fridge, to tell you how impactful it was, every time I picked my kid up and he was eye level with the fridge, which is often, <laughs> he would say, Augie. Augie. And he recognized you and your family, bro. Mm. 
that's how impactful it was. And it, and so I, then when we come hang out, we're not foreign characters. We're like, hey, it's at the actual one. It's the actual Augie. You know, you're more recognizable than ninety percent of my family. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's good, dude. Seriously, shit. I mean that. Yeah. No, that's that's like it makes me think of like my sister lives in Florida. She sends us last year a photo of uh, her son's school picture and then her daughter sitting on Santa's lap. And we talk about those photos all the time. Dude, my grandma who passed away last year. Oh, wow. Augie knows that's grandma because wow. she's on the fridge. And like without that, he would have, we would have nothing to point to. Like it's right. the only picture that we have up. It's like two or three of them. You're exactly right, man. Yeah, do the cards, man. It doesn't take long. No, it just do it. I'm pretty quick at that shit. Anyway. Like, oh yeah, just that type of shit. Anyway, to that's good. Thank you. Yeah, for sure, bro. All right, I'll do it. Do it. I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited to get one. <laughs> I have to do. I it. I get man. to update them, bro. That's true. Yeah. All right, I'll do it. Done deal. I'm hyped for it. So we're at this point in the podcast. What do we do? Do we? Do you want to wrap it up? Let's close it out. Let's close it out. We got to go see our families. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. Let's go see them. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, thank you for doing this. Thank you for, thank you for, um, becoming my friend in such a, it's been a, you know, like a year or two, I guess, but it's, it's like I said, it's in short, meaningful burst. I feel a lot of kinship towards you. I'll never forget riding scooters around with you in Pensacola, going brewery <laughs> to brewery. And it was just real talk the whole fucking time. Yeah. I share a lot of the same, um, we share a lot of the same journey as young men raising families and raising businesses. It's a, uh, I'm very grateful. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you, bro, for building a, full of life business with young people in my hometown that I felt called away from, but still is in my heart. Uh, thank you for building something that's really meaningful and real and true to the community here in Evansville. I'm like getting teared up about it because I really do love Evansville, man, as much as I've hated on heart. it my whole life, but it's, it's where I was, I was born and raised and, yep. and I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And let's do this again. For sure. Let's do this again. Let's keep up with, with with what's going on. What's funny is I feel like we haven't even really scratched the surface of like I, I like where we come from and just how we even got to these places. You know what I mean? Like we're just we're still getting to know each other, which is exciting. It but is this exciting. dude this, people say it's hard to make friendships as you're an adult, but I'm making a lot of friends the last couple like months, years. I don't know. It's just, I think it's different. It's not, it's a different kind of friendship. It's a friendship that's built on, um, love and respect and trust that uh, we could talk once a fucking quarter and it's like deep and meaningful and engaged. It's not like a old friendship where you got to hang out every fucking day and do a bunch of stupid shit. It's not, I don't, those are have their place but right we're at a different place now so that's good all right well have a this is to ryan ryan you have a great fucking 2023 go get them go yep. dive right in 
I said it on Instagram today. I talked about all this shit. It's like, all right, now enough with all the bullshit. It's back to work in 2023. We got a lot to do. That's it. We got a lot of fucking joy to spread. We got a lot of work to get done. We got a lot of shit going on. So we got to get to it. That's it. After we spend a wonderful holiday with our families. That's it. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. All right. Same to you. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Wally Opus Presents. This was the off the cuff episode. Uh, But uh, thank you for listening as always. We'll be back next week with another great guest. So uh, y'all have a great weekend and take care. That's it.